The Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency is just about a year old. The Defense Security Service and the National Background Investigations Bureau merged into one agency just last October. DCSA has gotten bigger since then. It took over some IT systems and absorbed a few other DOD entities just a month ago. All while the pandemic has slightly shifted the way DCSA handles background investigations during a pandemic. Federal News Network's Nicole Grisco joins me with the latest. And Nicole, let's start with the current security clearance inventory, which got so big it caused the whole change of agencies in the first place. Yeah, it sure did. And that's a a good reminder about that. At one point, it stood at about 725,000, which bothered everyone. Um, But today, it's at 217,600 or so pending security clearances in the inventory. DCSA likes to call it an inventory, not a backlog, because in their mind, that number still falls within what they consider a steady state, which is between 200 thousand and two hundred twenty five thousand pending security clearances basically enough work to keep them occupied at any given time so some good news i think with dcsa's work is in some situations they are finally meeting congressional timeliness deadlines and processing some of these security clearances on the other hand yes some clearances have been held up during the pandemic and the way dcsa explained it is that If, for example, their investigators have to physically go somewhere to collect records or some kind of information to process that clearance, and the place they have to go to is closed because of the pandemic, they have to hold the clearance. And so that's driving up the inventory just slightly here. And you mentioned that DCSA has changed organizationally. It didn't just simply move over wholesale and get a renaming from OPM to DOD. What are some of the organizational changes? Yeah, so DCSA added a few defense entities recently and acquired actually about a dozen more IT systems, plus a little over 100 additional employees with some of those new offices. And, you know, they include things like the Defense Manpower Data Center, uh, DOD's polygraph school where they, you know, train people how to, you know, apply polygraph, which is pretty interesting. The National Center for Credibility Assessment was also part of that list and a couple of other small little offices plus a few big IT systems. Bill Lietzow, he is the relatively new DCSA director. The plan originally a year ago was that OPM would continue to run the legacy IT architecture, PIPs it's sometimes called. That's just a, one of 80-some components to it. But your taxes are paying about $150 million a year to keep that thing up and running. And OPM recently told us they just weren't staffed to be able to keep it running in spite of the original agreement. So DOD had to adopt it on October 1st. That's Bill Lietzow. He's the DCSA director explaining at a recent meeting of industry and security clearance professionals that DCSA has actually acquired the legacy security system that OPM has had for decades now. And, you know, He had an interesting tone in explaining that, and you'll hear it again in another uh, clip that we'll play here, Tom. But, you know, the what was called the National Background Investigations Service, that's supposed to replace this old OPM system. And the program office within DISA that's designing, building, and testing that system, it's not done yet. So Lietzel says it's not going to be done anytime in the in the immediate future. And actually, the DISA program office that's handling this new system, referred to as NBIS, it's now also a part of DCSA. So DCSA brought that into the fold. 
What we do know is that it seems like the Envis requirements have changed recently, that there's been some upheaval there. Here's Lee Tsao again. I think in some ways, some of the advertised capabilities that it was going to provide were based on the on kind of technological development as opposed to a operationally relevant capability. And in that regard, some of the promises, some of the expectations were were more sanguine than they should have been. Uh, one of the first things we did and it was taking place as I was taking over as director was a rebaselining of the NBIS program, trying to get some realistic expectations on the street and a more thorough, coordinated, integrated master schedule that would be capabilities-based so that we could actually start sunsetting the legacy IT structures while we were building NBIS. That's Bill Leitzal, the director of DCSA, you know, mentioning that the NBIS program has been through some changes recently. He used that dreaded word rebaseline, which means it went so far off track, we have to almost start over again with what we're trying to accomplish and how much it'll cost. Right. And, you know, Leitzal also mentioned that they updated the requirements for this system to also incorporate some modernizational changes that the administration wants to make with Trusted Workforce 2.0. All right, so what is next for DCSA, the organization, and that whole Trusted Workforce 2.0 initiative? I know you've been reporting on this for at least a year and a half now. Yeah, so the key to that initiative is continuous evaluation or continuous vetting. There are two terms that uh, that DOD has been using here. Uh, to date, 2.3 million people are enrolled in DOD's continuous evaluation program. And again, Tom, this is basically a setup where instead of getting periodically reevaluated once every five or seven years or so, there are systems in place that are constantly checking your records, your background, your bank uh, history, all that stuff, and will ping your agency if they see something fishy. So, you know, as part of this Trusted Workforce 2.0 initiative, OPM and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence recently finalized something that's called a Federal Personnel Corps Vetting Doctrine. It's basically a guidebook for agencies on how they're supposed to implement all of this. We're hearing that that doctrine should be finalized soon. It's with OMB for their review. And then separate from that, ODNI is also developing another executive correspondence on Trusted Workforce 2.0. And that's supposed to describe how agencies can adopt continuous vetting and embed some of these automated records checks within their systems and, you know, check into their clearance holders. And Nicole, the idea of continuous vetting and continuous evaluation actually predates the Trump administration. I think they talked about it during the Obama administration. So is it fair to say that all of these changes, the ingestion of all these components from different agencies and the development of this doctrine and the executive agents signing off in the Federal Register, et cetera, et cetera, is this all going to survive the change of administration and pretty much continue as something expected and, and predictable? I think so. You're right. Continuous evaluation has been around since the Obama administration. I think, you know, improving the security clearance process has been a goal of multiple administrations. It's, you know, part of the uh, president's management agenda for the Trump administration. And I'd expect to see many of these things continue under a Biden administration, too. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out all of her latest reporting on this at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.